moving towards the closure of this retreat. So you can imagine we've gradually begun to unfold a form, a collective form. Just kind of get, just bear the image in mind as if we came in in quite our own personal packages. We place that package down in this sort of rather washy solution and gradually it's sort of you know start to open up and maybe some of those bits have dissolved altogether otherwise it's just perhaps it's opened a little and for sure the way that hearts and even bodies are body energies are those are going to reach out and merge and there's going to be a collective we call the collective field and you know in which we we share and we get a sense of affirmation or something that holds us and supports us in this enterprise and this collective field um, which we can localize into you know this particular place and this particular you know time in terms of clock time is actually a, a field a field that opens it's been open for a long time and the collective field and it's as, it's got as many people in it as as one can sense really um, because the world of space and time is really just one particular way in which the mind experiences things and for I guess for all of us that we take that so much as that is that is truth reality and the whole world is operating on it that it does seem as if that's the only reality there is and yet there's also we might say something like a psychic level you know, psychic sounds kind of creepy perhaps <laughs> but we have some of us, bits of us are rather creepy as I'm sure you probably <laughs> recognize <laughs> so we, <laughs> we have that aspect you know like a dream nature or a psychic nature where we tap into things that oh, I don't know funny <laughs> And mysterious, we call it strokes of luck or coincidences, or it's funny that happened, or I felt that. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in this area, we do receive blessings. We do find ourselves coming across blessings and fortunate things happening. Of course, challenging things happening. That somehow, you know, there in the collective field, they have to be met. Mm-hmm. And so this Dhamma field, this collective Dhamma field is actually, you know, not just limited in geography or clock time. Mm. Mm. And you can't, you know, it doesn't make sense in in our normal way of thinking. Mm. But you go to a pretty deep level, you know, when you quieten down, you go into some depths. Then you begin to sense how the the world of geography, where's that, you know? Now, when you're in depth, where's that? Mm. It's really something we we rise into, isn't it? We can descend or I call it a descent or open from that. Similarly, the world of numbers on the days. I mean I don't see any numbers written up in the sky <laughs> telling us what day it is. The trees don't seem to be aware of it. They just, you know, flow and flow and so on. 
And so this is where we, uh, you know, we can tap into this too. And as you, when you potentize some of these uh, dumber fields, do you think the mindfulness of a thousand years ago is different from the mindfulness now? Do you think your quality of goodwill is somehow particularly different from the goodwill of people in Australia or Burma or somewhere, isn't it? Pretty much you're tapping into the same juice, the same flow and the same currents. And these have actually have got a they've got a potency to them. They're not just they're not just ideas, well me. You know, they've got a real energy to them. Yeah. And when you get shifts, when you really really feel something and you shift, it's certainly not an idea, is it? There's a there's a shifting, an opening, a dropping, a rising, a uh, you know, it really touches and, and moves. So these are, there's certainly energies in these qualities, these are potencies, you know. And we can, you know, just consider, hold it lightly, these these qualities will be kept alive and potentized by the living energies of, of many beings and now you also are doing that. So you're contributing by your life to this this Dhamma field. Mm. Mm. And so here of course we we're inheriting in some levels Gautama Buddha, we're also inheriting the you know, the endeavours of Gil and the people who've actually, you know, gen- crafted this centre and put their hearts and their spirits and their attention and their efforts and their resources into into crafting this. And you you know, as you look around you see this has been very carefully done. You can feel the quality of care and attention and the way that things have been swept away that you don't need and things that are just steady and comforting and necessary have been placed and it's all been kept you know really nicely as an offering you know and I really feel the quality you know just in the very physicality of the places in a sense well we'd like to make this an offering for you you know <laughs> and you did drop touch into that yeah, so we we are gifted in this way, and we of course we give to others. I'm sure we all do. So we're in this giving, sharing, being given to, and letting the gift run through us, and then come out and share it. The gift comes into us. We take it into our hearts and bodies. We form our words, our actions around that, and then we just send it out. Whether it sends out through thought, through action, through words, you just. You let it flow through. So then, when we even when we close, we're really just recognizing, you know, this is birth, death. We are, we meet, we part physically. That's that particular nature of the sensory world. That's that's the deal. Um, you know, we, we our physicality, our personal personal worlds come into focus and they move apart. Uh, I'm trying to suggest that if you stay in in your Dhamma field, the space is not a space of absence. It's a space where, you know, you can sit in that space and you you can send out and you can connect on a heart level. And so the way we encapsulate some of this is through this chanting, ritual, potencies, altars, you know, and commitments such as this, refuges, 
not a new idea, but it's certainly not just a catchphrase. It's something that when you, as you get realizations, you get commitments, as you get understandings, you can you just keep transferring that into your dumber field. Yeah. Uh, and so that then these these terms, Dhamma, Buddha, your awakening, your clarity, your intelligence, Sangha, your sense of sharing, non-exclusion, non, non you know, and integrity, everything you, that fits into those, you keep, you know, investing it in your, in, your, in your refuge, so that when you utter those words and you bring those qualities to mind, you know, you, you've kind of encapsulated it in those, and then you can recite, remember, return, and then, oh yes, you know, you're not just living in, you know, this county or this town on Friday, you're actually, ah, <laughs> uh, there's also this, yeah. So then it's up to us to, as we come to the closure, to form those, those packages to get our suitcases, you know, and start to cram them. You know, but then you have to have these suitcases to travel with. Uh, they're called people, person packs. <coughs> now, though, you know, I've said that the personality is a, is a construction, and uh, naturally, it's culturally and socially that's been a big that's been a big uh, force in molding our personalities. You know. It's also, this is what we have. Yeah? And it's also persona, is that persona. Persona was like a, a, a mask that the actors in Greek theatre would hold up and they would speak through their sona. They'd have this thing and they would speak, they, the mask would be the character and they'd speak through that. So it's like their voice would come through this, this, you know, this sona, this mask. So we sometimes think the mask is deceitful, you know, but it's, it's we we have one. It's glued to our skull. <laughs> you know, because this thing that's stuck on the front of my head is not really the same as what's happening in my heart. It's you know, I, the heart doesn't get stuck on the front of my head. His face does, and that's his job is to, you know, to to to. To, to, pre, to present, to speak. Mm. And so, you know, we, we come back into that and speak throughout, through each of our own voices and our own particularities and our own ways of saying things, you know. You have, that's the only thing you can do. You can't talk anonymously <laughs> or impersonally. But to bear in mind, you know, when you have a face, you've got two eyes, and you've got, if you extend your face round to your ears, you've got two ears. Yeah. And just be, be aware of those, the ears take in. Yeah. So you've got one ear cocked to the world, and you've got one ear cocked to the Dhamma. Make sure you've got them both. Don't just have the world coming in both ears, it'll blow your brains out. <laughs> so, Keep one ear cocked to the Dhamma. <laughs> don't forget where the other ear is, otherwise you just get into some kind of, you know, netherworld. So you keep both your ears open. Yeah. Keep both your eyes open. You know, as you see what's going on, you also see, keep one eye on, focused on 
the Dhamma, how that, you know, how you can see the good or see the painful with a compassionate eye, not just with a you know, hypnotized glaze, you know, or, or frightened, you know, or overwhelmed, you know. You keep the two eyes, the two ears, and so that's what you take in and speak with one voice. Speak the truth. Maybe sometimes there's nothing much to say. So, you know, and so this we really keep that persona, persona, that personality, and we connect it to our heart, and if and our heart needs the strength and the support of our body so it's got a place to stand a receptacle a vessel that will hold it you know, so quite a bit of our practice is just keeping keeping the system uh, fresh keeping it strong keeping it resourced mm-hmm. and so we, we go on retreat perhaps this is an occasion when we can just begin to massage some of the areas we haven't been able to reach in our daily life and this is something to take on as a as a requirement in your day. However idealistic one is and however much one feels needs to be done, you can't operate really if you don't have the, the proper equipment. And your proper equipment is you. Or, you know, this body, this mind, this heart. So it needs it needs servicing, it needs cleaning, it needs uh, feeding with joy and with stillness and with love and with companionship and with understanding and this really is uh, something to bear in mind you know just like you wouldn't probably wouldn't go through a day without cleaning your teeth or without washing your outer surfaces you should not really go through a day without you know, servicing, cleaning, cleaning internally and bathing internally. In fact, if you have to choose between the two, I'd say forget the face wash <laughs> for the day <laughs> and look into this because this, this one could really do you some damage if you don't keep it tidy and cleaning it. But if it does, it will do you service like nothing else. It will do you service like nothing else. It will serve you through sickness, bereavement, difficulty, and even death. It will serve you. It's our true uh, guardian and refuge. So, closing the session, and I would also really, um, as we come to closure, we have to first open and touch and recognize how we've been gifted by the center and by those who those who've gone before we don't even know their names and just recognize you know the blessing of what we've given and if you look back to your you know your own birth your teachers your friends who've also you know put some given something helped you and then you just have the sharing of merit sharing of blessings with the whole of your uh, field and this uh, um, you know and then as you, as you complete that, then it's like, now you take leave. And taking leave is like, okay, you know, I have to move on now. 
taken with you. So if you open fully, as you come into that more limited domain, you take the essences of that and capture it and take take it with you. So perhaps we could close with the, the mantra that we uh, were. Karuna Mune Dahu Pei